Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in us, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. If the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and if we are born again by God, by the Word, the Holy Spirit seals us unto eternal life. He dwells in us. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that. Let's look at Ephesians 1. If you are born again by the word, by believing the word, by believing what God says to you. If you are born again, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul is writing this to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. He's not just writing it to the people during his lifetime, but he's writing to the faithful in Christ Jesus when he says this. Are you faithful in Christ Jesus? If so, these words are from Paul to you. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his Grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven 
and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed. Ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. We who believe the word are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God until we are redeemed by Christ at the coming of Jesus. Therefore, we have the Holy Spirit in us to show us the will of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us that. He searches the heart of God to reveal to each of us the wisdom of God in that which we are doing or are planning to do. We have in us the Holy Spirit of God to lead us and guide us through the wilderness of this present world, just as he guided the children of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt. The Holy Spirit guides us out of the bondage of this present world. He leads us through joy, through gladness, through peace, into rest in him, in the word. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? That church building is not the temple of God. That's a building built by man. We are the temple of God because God chooses to live in us by his Spirit. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? And what does the Spirit of God do in us? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us that. Verse 10. The Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to each of us the will of God. But God hath revealed 
unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. But the spirit of God is in us and searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. I just can't imagine being without the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit teaches us all things reminds us of everything Jesus has said, guides us into all truth, and shows us things to come. John 14, 26, John 16, 13. The Holy Spirit leads us on this earth, showing us the will of God. As a new Christian, I spent months in these scriptures about the Holy Spirit. I don't think I've ever heard anybody at a church teach about the Holy Spirit this way. But God taught me. I stayed in these scriptures and delighted in them for several months. John fourteen twenty six, John 16, Verse 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I just read them over and over and over for months as a new Christian and lived them, believed them, lived them, knew God was in me, knew God was guiding me in what to do. I would have hated to have to figure out by myself what to do. But I had God in me guiding me, and I recognized that, and it was just everything. You can have the same situation if you have the Spirit of God in you, and you focus on these scriptures I've quoted today. Really think about them and live them. At that time, I owned a business in Dallas, Texas, in American Indian Arts. I would go out to the reservations in New Mexico, USA, to purchase Indian jewelry. Before I went, I prayed for God to have the Indian make the item that I needed to buy. When I got there, I prayed for God to give me wisdom in what to buy. When I came back to my business in Dallas, I prayed that God would send the angels out to get the customers to come in to buy the items that I'd brought back. I never had a sale in my shop. I didn't lower the price of the item. 
and I never had anything that didn't sell. The last day the shop was open, I was closing it to go into the ministry. I did send out a card telling the people that I was going into the ministry and would close the shop on July 31st, 1979, to go into the ministry. And as of the receipt of this card, they could come in and buy merchandise at 10% off. So I did have a sale. But in the regular way, I never had a sale in the years that I ran the business. I never had Christmas sales and holiday sales and Memorial Day sales as the other merchants do. There was no need to. I prayed. God sent out the angels, brought in the customers, and they bought the items that suited them. That's the way I ran my business. I ran it by faith. One time I got a call from a man in Houston, Texas. His wife was setting up an Indian arts business in Houston. He had called Neiman Marcus to ask who they would recommend in giving counsel to someone setting up an Indian arts business. And they recommended me, and he wanted to come and talk to me about business. He was a graduate from Harvard University, and he wanted to talk to me. I don't know anything about business, but I know about God. I told him I didn't know anything about business. He still insisted on coming to Dallas to talk to me. so. He came to Dallas. He said, well, what is your plan of marketing? I was basically praying, God, get him off of this. I don't know anything about marketing. What I said to him is this. I am a Christian. Before I go out to the reservation, I pray for God to have the Indian artist make the item for me to buy. When I get to the reservation, I pray for God to show me what to buy. And when I get home, I pray for God to send the angels out to bring the customers in to buy the items. He said, well, I guess that's a form of marketing. And he left my store. I supported myself through that business until God could prepare me for the ministry. He worked with me from 1975, the time I was born again, up until 1979 when I closed the business to go into the ministry. And I didn't have anywhere to go. There was no church wanting me to come and speak to their congregation. I knew I was ordained as an apostle and prophet. Apostles deal very strongly in Scripture, trying to turn churches back to Scripture. Because at the end time, there's a falling away from Scripture in the churches. 
They don't leave the church. The whole church falls away from the doctrine. So that's basically the end-time work of an apostle to try to get them to return to the Bible and set up doctrines according to the Bible. Prophets are used by God very often to show people their sins, to get them to repent, to straighten up their lives. I knew I was called to those two offices. I was trained by God to do the work. After I was born again, I was taken into heaven in the night. I was with God, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit. And at that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, the Word of God, made one with the Word of God, as God and the Holy Spirit witnessed. A few nights later, the same thing happened again. I felt it was an ordination. Later, I felt it was an ordination for the work I was to do in the ministry, the work of Apostle Prophet. We work in the ministry to turn you to God, to turn you to the ways of God, to turn you to the faith that we all put our faith in God rather than following human beings. God taught me about the Holy Spirit and what he did for the believer, and I've shared that with you since I went into the ministry in 1980, basically. In 1979, July 31st, I closed my business in Dallas to go into the ministry. I went home to my apartment and did whatever God showed me, but he didn't show me to apply for work at a church. A job became available at a university in Dallas called Christ for the nation. I thought about applying for that job. It was Dean of Women. But I knew that I was called to be an apostle prophet. And God had shown me my work was not just for women. I was to work with both men and women in the ministry, not to limit myself. Therefore, I did not apply for that job. But I didn't have anywhere to go, anything to do. I just moved home and waited. During the six months before God showed me what to do, I read the Bible. God taught me the Bible, verse after verse. And I lived the verses in my own life, bringing correction to myself and my way of life through the verses. The shop was closed July 1979. I did nothing but read the Bible 
and do what God showed me. On January 10th, 1980, I was asleep in the night. I was awakened with a very loud trumpet-like voice giving me three words of information. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I knew KWJS had to be either radio or television. I looked it up. It was a radio station. I said to God, are you showing me to go on radio? I don't know anything about radio. I wouldn't know how to do that. The Holy Spirit said, call the radio station manager. As soon as the businesses were open, I called KWJS, asked to speak to the manager, who came on the phone immediately. I told him that God might be leading me to go on radio, and I asked him, how would you do that? He said, make an audition tape for 29 and a half minutes long, send it to me, and if you fit our teaching, we will offer you a contract. So I did that immediately that morning. Put the tape into the mail that day. Five days later, I was exhorting the church on station KWJS. Within a year, God gave me a plan whereby I could go on radio from coast to coast. So by the end of the year, I was broadcasting on radio from New York City, which is the Hartford area, to Seattle with stations in between. I didn't have a script, so to speak, I just read the Bible, turned on the recorder, and said, This is Dr. Joan Boney speaking. I had no music. I didn't have anything but the Word of God. And I spoke what I heard from the Spirit of God, just as I'm doing on this recording. When my aunt died, I went to the funeral. And before the funeral, I went to the home of my cousin's husband, who was a medical doctor. And his eldest son had gone to a Church of Christ school to become a preacher. And he was going to preach Ann Artist's funeral. And he and his dad were sitting there surrounded by piles of books planning the funeral. I really was basically horrified because God had taught me a totally different way. Just stay in the Bible all the time, reading the Bible, stand up in front of the people. The Holy Spirit will remind you of Scripture or stories. Speak those stories. I had no idea I was going to speak this today. But I yielded to the Holy Spirit to tell you this. 1 Corinthians 
Chapter 2 The Apostle Paul says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5, that's what God taught me to do. Don't sit around and plan out clever things to say to fleshly audiences. Just get up in front of them and speak what I give you by the Spirit of God. And write that way, speak that way, do everything I do that way. Just stay in the Bible, exhort yourself by Scripture, and I will give you what to say when you stand up in front of them. And the needs of the people will be met because I'm doing it, says God. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.